Welcome back to Theory and Theology. Um, We talk about kind of about spirituality, religion, culture. Um, Different kind of theories, mindsets. Um, One thing about Adventism is... uh, that I wanted to talk about, about the Adventist quarterly. So those are lessons. Um, every, uh, I mean, it's a quarterly, so it's every third month, there's a new quarterly lesson book that you get that's divided into months, weeks, days. Um, it goes Sabbath to Sabbath. So usually there's a lesson that's going to be traditional. The really traditional uh, Sabbath schools or traditional churches, because not every church that's traditional uses the quarterly at all. Usually you can get them free hard copy from the church itself. Um, Usually, especially when they're new. Um, And... Not every church uses them, like, routinely. Usually you kind of have it at home, maybe for your own devotionals. Um, you, you, So some churches that are more conservative will use them, like, even, like, in the service. And so they'll have Bible studies throughout the week where they'll study a certain lesson based on the day of the week that it is for that, what you're studying for that day. And then there's a, oh my gosh, I'm yawning, I'm tired guys. Um, there's a, there's a, um, Sometimes they're, you know, there are churches that might not be conservative, but some of those non-conservative churches might have uh, different types of Sabbath school classes where some might be more traditional Sabbath school classes. Some might be more like free flowing. Um, Some might be age ranges. Um, Some might be by language or some might be by like marital status like they have different categories of classes you do before church um and you know so the quarterly is something that it really depends um what type of I don't it just kind of depends like I've had Sabbath school teachers that use the quarterly all the time like back when I used to have the cornerstone I think that was like primary age so that's like before high school I think we used cornerstone and my dad was teaching Sabbath school with a couple of his friends and we used to use the quarterly every week um because it was LA and we would drive to church and, and you know from a from a bit of uh it would take a while to get there I would always read the lesson on the way to church at the least um so I always knew what the lesson was um and I used to bring it to church with me. I used to bring the 
the um bible to church with me i used to like come with the bible and the quarterly all the time um so i kind of just wanted to talk a little bit about it because it is kind of a part of the adventist tradition that it might differentiate from some other churches now the quarterly is kind of more of a casual thing like people don't believe in it like over the bible it's kind of like lessons that are arranged in a certain way um but they do kind of go by the the beliefs um of the adventist church so i'm just gonna go through the lesson that's for today i'm not here to like preach about anything or like say like do or don't read it or whatever um i haven't even really like looked at this i've only seen a couple words popping out about resurrection um i haven't even really read it um, but they have these free online. You can just look up Seventh Day Adventist Quarterly and you can get a PDF version. For me tonight, the PDF version loads and the um and the website link was not loading. Um and the website is A as in Apple, B as in Bobby, S as in Sam, G as in Grace dot Adventist dot org and that's where you can find um the texts and things it's all free um and again if you go to an adventist church you can get them for free um the hard copies um you could probably even order it online i don't i don't know i've never tried um but they're kind of good to have handy and they change every few months um as far as i know i haven't seen like a repetitive one but i don't I don't really have, like, any kind of learning schedule where I've ever, like, kept up with one of them uh, for, like, that long where I've seen, like, a repetition. But it's usually topics you know. It's usually not, like, earth-shattering, groundbreaking, like, you know, um, new information. And usually it does go by, like, the church perspective. So it's, like, usually it has Bible passages in there and then it's it usually has the um kind of explanation from a an adventist teaching perspective um <clears throat> so today's august 16 of 2022 tuesday so that would be page 67 of the adult quarterly and we're in the third quarter and i'm just going to read through what it says so you can get like an idea of kind of what it looks like, um, what the topics look like, kind of what it, what it is. Um, so the title of it is the power of the resurrection. Um, it says the resurrection addresses the problem of human powerlessness. When we think about life, death and resurrection of Jesus, we often think about how the death of Jesus was the event that made us legally right with God. And that, of course, is true. However, the resurrection adds a specific dimension to salvation. The resurrection of Jesus is meaningful, not just because it shows us that one day we will be resurrected as well. The resurrection placed Jesus at the right hand of the Father in a position of power and authority this resurrection power is the same power that god makes available for us today 
Now, those are two paragraphs. It has it's not necessarily direct from the Bible. No quotes from the Bible. This is all just like traditional thought. These are kind of ideas that you would usually be taught since you were pretty young. If you're thinking about the resurrection, you're thinking about life, you're thinking about death, you're thinking about, you know, um, Jesus, you know, these are things that would usually come up with one another in topics um, in the Adventist faith. The next section says in Ephesians chapter 1 verses 18 through 23, Paul talks about the power of God. What does this text teach us about the power of the resurrection? What hope and promises for yourself can you find in these verses? And it gives you like three lines you can write on there. Um, and then it doesn't actually write out the verse in this. So that's interesting. Um, and then there's three more small paragraphs and then one other section where you can write. So it says, uh, Paul is praying that the Ephesians understand a few things that can be understood properly only with divine help. One, that there is the hope of transformation and an eternity, sorry, an eternal future to which Jesus has called us. And two, that we understand the power that was manifested in our behalf. The next paragraph, Paul then tries to describe how astonishing this power is. The power that is available to us today is the same power that resurrected Jesus, not just out of the ground and back to life, but to the place of power at the Father's right hand. And the third paragraph here, uh, but Paul doesn't stop there. The resurrection didn't simply give Jesus uh, just any sort of power. It gave him the power to rule and provide every possible thing his people could ever need for all eternity. And then the last section says, um, make a list of areas in your life where you need the power of the resurrected Jesus. When you have finished, pray that this power will be applied to all these areas of need. At the same time, what can you do better? What choices can you make that can allow this power to work more freely in your life? And then there's three lines where you can write. And that whole last question section is um, kind of highlighted in a different color. It's like a, what color is this? It's like peach or pink or something. It's kind of like a peach color, like a tan, like peach. I don't know. It's like peach color to me. Um, it's kind of highlighted. So it's kind of like you have lessons like this every day you can do. Um, the one before that is like in the name of Jesus. Um, that was for Monday. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That's the translation of John fourteen fourteen from the New King James Version. Um... The Sunday lesson was our father's extravagance, um, talking about Romans 8, verses 28 to 39. And then it had the Sabbath afternoon, which was my birthday, August 13th of 2022. Um, and it says the whole lesson, that whole lesson is called seeing the invisible. Um, it says, you know, it gives you all the passages 
for the week study as well as memory texts. Um and yeah, it just is divided up by days and it has the Sabbath lessons and it has the Friday the Friday lesson. So the Sabbath lesson is the one that it starts on every week. So that's Saturday. Um, usually Saturday after church, that's when the next lesson starts. Um, I, I'm just thinking about this out loud right now because I, I never really thought about that before. But yeah, it doesn't start on Sunday morning. It starts Saturday. Once you finish church, you're now on a new lesson. Um, and so that's the Sabbath Saturday lesson while it's still Sabbath time. You're still on that first you're on that first lesson now. And then it goes all the way till the next Friday. And the Friday has a discussion. So this one ends August Friday, August 19th, 2022. And it says further study. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it says just the sections. It says further study. Read Ellen G. White in the days of Queen Esther and pages 598 through 606 in Prophets and Kings. So those are writings by Ellen G. White that you can read on that Friday. And it has discussion questions, four discussion questions. Um, one is about um, talk about the kinds of things we believe in and what we do not see. Things that we know are real um, uh, yet are beyond our sight. Like that's kind of one of it goes further into that, but that's generally the first topic. Second topic, discuss the final question found at the end of Wednesday's study. Um, the next third uh, question is if faith grows strong by coming in conflict with, sorry, if faith grows strong by coming in conflict with doubts and opposing influences, and this leads to something extremely valuable, you know, like, it's basically like, how should this shape the way we look at such conflicts and then for most of us have uh seen people even christians in situations in which at least from our perspective the outcome was horrible and it kind of talks about you know that kind of uh situation where outcomes aren't as ideal and then the last part it has um what's called inside story this is this says part eight Married to Christ by Andrew McChesney. And it's a whole story. Um, uh, it's a whole story, basically, um, about passages, like part of a passage where it says, um, I don't even know, like I'm trying to like breeze through this and I, I don't really see, I, I don't understand um, like it talked about a communion Sabbath, mind you, a lot of Adventist churches don't have communion every single Saturday. Um, a lot of them will do it once a quarter, which is every time, basically when you're renewing a new quarterly, you'd basically do want a, a communion. Um, it's not necessarily considered negative to do it more often, um, but just traditionally, you know, they do it 
every quarter and a quarter is 13 weeks long technically um and so yeah so that's kind of what the quarterly looks like but I know a lot of people kind of get a little bit curious about Adventism and like you know the more you talk to people who are raised Adventists you kind of know they kind of like when they start talking about the Bible it's like you know very um it can be different from a lot of different religions because a lot of Adventists are really taught from this perspective you know of like reading and studying regularly like when you think of it it's like the church provides you like free material that you're just gonna read it every day you know um or at least every week and you like you like I mentioned like think about if you go after church you come home there's a study that you do these are kind of private studies like or they can be with family or friends or whatever and then you can see all the way down by like Friday how it like implies that there's like discussion questions kind of like implying that you're going to be interacting in some form um so a lot of people have vespers during sabbath either to bring sabbath in or to close sabbath out or like just during the sabbath period time every week um and so there's a lot of like interacting around like scriptures and and like talking about the lessons or the church service or you know whatever you know is on people's minds and people can study outside of this like a lot of people study outside of this they read other kind of devotional books um it's very there's it's a very kind of like studious kind of culture when it comes to religious texts but again it is very like toward what the adventist church um thinks and i i always kind of um i would always go through periods where i was like ah like i'll see what the lesson's about and if i liked the lesson i would kind of read it and if i didn't i would kind of just like not read it and i used to read like this isn't like a, a bragging thing but like i used to read like probably on my own like a chapter a day of the bible um and if i didn't read a chapter i would read from one heading to the next if i didn't feel like even doing that i would read one paragraph um and i did that like pretty much every day and this i was never taught to like have to do it i just did it i just picked it up and just that's what i would do you know um on my own like I love doing it and I mean when you think about you know anything you put your mind and effort into you know you're gonna get kind of like um informed on it you know or you're gonna learn about it and that's kind of one method that you know a lot of Adventists have with learning the Bible is like you're very immersed in it almost every single day of your life if not just on weekends I mean, if you give somebody a Saturday and a Sunday every week where you're just kind of talking about the Bible, I mean, you're still going to learn a whole lot. And then if you have stuff to take home where you're kind of challenging your thoughts about it, um, you know, I would always read these these kind of things and be like, what the heck does this mean? You know, I would read like the explanations, like I was saying, a couple paragraphs, three more paragraphs over here. Like I would read like the paragraphs and I would be like what like do i really believe that and i would break it down like sentence by sentence by sentence like um like say for example the first sentence that's like the resurrection addresses the problem of human powerlessness i would be like does it really like does the resurrection really address 
the problem of human powerlessness and what is human powerlessness? Are humans powerless? You know, and what kind of uh, what does resurrection have to do with powerlessness? Um, or, you know, humans in general, you know, I would just kind of break down sentences and just kind of think about it. And, um, yeah, that's kind of one aspect of like Adventist, um, education that I feel, um, as far as I've learned, it seems very different from a lot of, a lot of different, uh, denominations of Christianity. Like it's very organized as far as like, learning and giving you opportunities and materials to learn but it is very um uh traditional based um you don't really see things that challenge the traditions and beliefs too much like you might hear it in churches or in sabbath schools or at vespers there might be some little bit of challenging stuff but usually the majority of the literature that's either either already written by lng white or literature that's already written by any of the of the white family or um i guess james white technically and then anything that's written like that's given out in the church usually it's like through the lens of like the adventist faith um but, you know, I kind of like things that kind of like give you like a, a prompt, you know, I've always kind of liked that. I've always been in the writing prompts, reading prompts, you know, like prompts where you can just like challenge your ideas. Um, I really like that kind of stuff. I like it when like people bring up topics where I'm like, ooh, this is a good topic. Like almost anything is a good topic, you know, like I like to just kind of just be in conversation with people about like okay, where do we believe the same or different on this? And, like, I do nothing with, with it. It's, like, you can believe whatever you want to believe. I'm not really going to care. Like, I have friends that, that even believe, like, racially, you know, different, you know, types of things where I would be like, whoa, I don't believe that about that race at all, you know, and, you know, we can still be friends at the end of the day. There's, like, nothing, uh, nothing, um, you know, um, there's nothing that's really gonna like make me not be engaged with a person unless either they don't want to be or unless um it's just not a healthy environment and even the ones that aren't healthy clearly you guys see i i can still i still kind of hang around the unhealthy situations sometimes i don't i'm not always so quick to just like let it go um I will give things a chance and maybe beyond what is even necessary just to make sure that I fully gave it a chance. Um, I mean, I have my limits, too. If somebody's really just, like, popping off all the time and really, like, violent, I'm not going to, like, stick around. But it's, like, um, that's kind of my limit. Other than that, I'm usually, you know, at least going to try to be friends, try to try to be, you know, kind and nice to people and open-minded towards people's differences, um, especially when they want to just interact. And I can tell, like, you know, this person doesn't really have any friends or, like, they don't make friends easily. And, like, you know, I can still, like, hang out with them. And then when they start getting on my nerves, I'll just, like, go home. I'll just be like, well, bye, you know, <laughs> like, you're being annoying. But, um, yeah, I've never really had too much of an issue with that. But I do have my limits, you know. I'm not going to just, like, spend all my quality time with, like, 
somebody who just, you know, is maybe doing things like that. Um, but yeah, I, um, that's kind of all I really had to say. That was kind of lengthy of an explanation, but I started thinking about the quarterlies, um, and I think I've touched on it before a little bit when I talked about devotionals, but I never, like, read from one or anything. That's kind of what they generally sound like, the adult one anyways. You have Cradle Roll. They used to have Insight. They used to have Guide. Um, and then I mentioned, like, Cornerstone. Um, uh, I don't remember if those are all of them. But they're all those are, like, all the age ranges of types of, like, weekly lessons, daily lessons, Sabbath lessons that you would get. Like, every age group has an option of something they can read every day of the week, pretty much. If you don't read the Bible or if you don't open a Bible, there's still that, you know, there's still like pamphlets and things and books that are already written that you can, you can read. Um, like I, I probably shouldn't say this, but I always kind of toyed with the idea of making like a like my own quarterly (laughs) just because I love to write so much and I was like I could totally make a quarterly but I don't think it would be (laughs) like I'm pretty sure the church would not approve um you know I'm not like trying to like piss people off it's just you know I like to challenge things I like to think things more deeply I'm not even saying that I don't believe in like Adventist traditions like I've said it before, like, they keep me grounded when I go back to them, like, it's always kind of, like, a base that I will probably always find myself returning to, you know, just to balance out my life, but do I do that stuff every day? No. Do I always believe in it? No. Do I always feel like the need to do it or want to do it? No. Um, Do I challenge the ideas surrounding a lot of it yes you know like I you know I don't really care that's just kind of how I choose to live my life um I don't see anything wrong with it um I I, you know I kind of just do my own thing but um yeah I'm not I'm not too concerned uh I just I find it interesting there's like this indoctrination that you know, you kind of get into a rhythm. If you study this kind of stuff, you kind of get into a rhythm of, like, studying it. Um, and the more you study it, the more you kind of get into, like, a rhythm of just, like, every day you're just like, okay, it's part of my routine, you know, and you just do it. And whether it's the first thing in the morning or at night or lunch break or whatever, and it's just, like, people don't really, it's not even something that the church is going to be like, oh, yeah, you need to read the quarterly every day. Like, nobody says that. Um, they do talk about devotionals and stuff like that, but, you know, you're not really always taught too much about, like, that kind of stuff. I just think a lot of people pick up on it and do it because, you know, it's part of a traditional thing that people just, they do. Um, but, and when you're around people who are doing it, it's kind of easier to do because then you can, like, discuss it with people. It's not like you're just, like, by yourself reading and then you have, like, no one to talk to. So, um, it's it's kind of more of, like, a communal type of thing, a little bit. So, but, um, that's kind of all I really had to say about that. I just wanted to give some information about that because it's 
it's something a little different um it's kind of cool for people who like that kind of stuff um it you know it's interesting you know it shows verses of the bible but they're kind of like hand-picked verses that have to do with the the section that they're talking about like and it's usually small snippets of passages like small sections or like a chapter or like half a chapter or something it's not like you know read you know (laughs) genesis through numbers you know it's like you're not reading like a whole full-on thing but you're not reading like three four books at a time of the bible but you know per week but you're you know kind of paced and it's not really organized in like a linear way it's organized more by topic um and i don't know i feel like in my opinion the insight i don't think they even exist anymore i think they're out of print but for me the insight was always the most interesting one um, I remember I used to love the insight. Um, it had cool stories. It was like it was kind of made like a little magazine. It was like the size of a magazine, just a lot thinner. So you kind of felt like you kind of had like a free little magazine, and it was like it always had like pictures of like I used to like the mission story. It used to have like a story about some kid from some other culture and like what their life was like and you know, how they became Adventist or how their life changed when they started, like, doing, you know, different things that the Adventist church would teach and, like, you know, all these kind of stories about, like, you know, these kids, like, it would be every week, it would be like, oh, this kid from, like, Costa Rica was born in this, like, you know, tradition where they were, like, you know... I don't know, like, they'd be, like, they they experience, like, nightmares every night because of some ritual that their culture did, and then, you know, a missionary came and gave them a book, and they started reading about Jesus, and started reading more about Jesus, and the nightmares went away, like, it would be stuff like that that was kind of, like, a little bit profound, at least in my teen years, I found it to be pretty, like, interesting, and... It would have stuff like that in there that I was like, oh, this is cool. It was a little tiny prejudice against other cultures, just kind of like making it seem that Adventist culture was the best way and everything else, you know, Adventism fixed every every other problem that people had. But I'm not going to say that it it doesn't fix things Um, as far as like the lifestyle itself um like the health the healthy lifestyle and just kind of the balanced living and kind of like the calmer kind of like activities it's uh it's definitely like just on the surface even even if you're not religious just the act just just the acts alone of like um the choices you would make every day if you just followed them without the spiritual belief or the practice uh, from a religious perspective and you just like took the beliefs and just did you know just did the actions um I think it does bring a lot of benefit um it doesn't have to be even from a religious perspective I just think it just brings a lot of balance um but I do think it is also a little bit extreme because there's not a lot of like 
giving in to like any kind of natural inclination you're kind of just like it's like another extreme it's like you could live your life and part of your days away you know and just not have any care in the world or any kind of routine or anything or you can be like in such a strict regimented routine that you're like not really fully um doing things in a way that that is uh you know flexible you know it's a very rigid it can be very rigid um if you're following like every single thing it does get to like a rigidity um in life not that that's not good or that it's not like fun but um I feel like in my own personal life I do need to go back and forth I need to be like rigid and like balanced sometimes in my life and then other times I need to be just like flow with the wind you know take some days off and just like drink whatever smoke whatever do whatever you know like I need to have like a back and forth between things otherwise either thing tends to be too too um too rigid honestly um like if I don't have any kind of spiritual thing in my life and I'm just avoiding any spiritual things and I'm just kind of like roaming around, um, it's kind of hard for me to kind of, kind of like feel like there's a lot of purpose to stuff. Like not like in a depression way, but it's kind of more like I, I, I'd find a lot less value in things when I'm not coming at them from like a, a perspective of like spirituality or like the universe or you know something deeper than myself than like than my ego self for the most part um and um I meant for this to be really short so I don't want to like make this like super lengthy but um all right with that I'm going to sign off of here, so thanks for listening.